I don't know this song based you do. Off, you, off the title. You'll know it immediately. It, it was like one of the best songs of this era. Okay. Um, which is interesting because it's it's like what I what I think is cool about this song is that it sounds like a totally perfect commercialized piece of crap. Right. But it has heart. I'm There's glad. something underneath it that makes it better than that stuff. But when I pull it apart, I'm like, this is just like processed, whatever. Right. All right, I can't wait. No. <laughs> I really built this one up. Count Basie <laughs> playing on it. Nice line six guitar amp. Great guitar tones on this track. Love, love that. Insane. <laughs> Insane mode. I'm, you're gonna get it so hard. Great drum recording, though. Drum sounds so good. Yeah, got yeah. an acoustic guitar on the left. It's an amazing sounding production. That's like really what I want to focus on with yeah. you. Just like how they got all these great the space. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know this song. Yeah. It's like the guitars are just the right volume. They're the right volume. Yeah. They occupy the right amount of space. It sounds like a real band, too. What year is this? Um, 03. Okay. So this doesn't predate Avril Lavigne. Oh, it's it's really funny that you brought that up. I love. I We're love gonna it. get into it. That, well, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'll give you, I'll just give you your, your your props now, so it doesn't look like I thought of it. Um, it's written by the same people who wrote and produced okay. "Complicated" and "Skater Boy." Okay, that's that's what I. Yeah, hear, totally, yeah. totally. It's that group, The Matrix. <laughs> Can't make it up. I know. And it's like every time I think about The Matrix, I'm like, fucking replacements. I know, I know. I got to watch it tonight. I'm putting it on. For you gotta let, yeah, you got to see yeah. it. Later. We watched Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure for the first time. You seen that one? Yeah, classic. You got beef oven on this song. I'm not afraid to admit I like this song. Yeah, this song's great. Yeah. Yeah, I really I like this song. You feel what I'm saying when I'm like, it sounds, when I think about it, I'm like, oh, it's commercial. But then when I listen to it, I'm like, there's some heart to this song. I don't know. Maybe I'm just yeah. a sucker for it. Good morning, students that listen to this in the middle. These are the morning announcements. This week marks the beginning of the presidential fitness test. In order to pass, you must be able to stare directly into the solar eclipse. Gotta be tough to pass this test. It is hard. Today's track is Why Can't I by Liz Fair. I wonder where they left off three. Did you hear? Did you hear that? Uh, that that dream theater part that oh, was yeah. coming in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was um, I was like, for some reason, it, because you know, you just name musical things yeah. after songs. Yeah. Like uh, when I when I when I was coming up, we always called those moves the thong song because it's like, let me see <laughs> right, that right, thong. Right. It was the same movement. Yeah, dream theater. Dude, so not to, not to like, completely throw this off really no, quick. So you know the Grammys were like a, a couple days ago or whatever, yeah, yeah. and I followed john petrucci on instagram and oh. so they won a me- course, metal performance or whatever and he gets up there and he's like oh you know well uh, you guys always said our songs are too long there's too many guitar solos 
the time signatures are messed up. He goes, this song's in 17-8. <laughs> That's so funny. Dream Theater, they get cooler the older they, they get. Yeah, I know. They're becoming right? like the ultimate like dad, like the awesome dad. They're like band. a dad rock, yeah. but they shred. But they're fucking sick. <laughs> John yeah. Petrucci's kind of starting to look like a bear. Too. I know. <laughs> I want to know how much he bench presses. Uh, I wish I could get a pelt of his. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Why Can't I by Liz Fair, released on May 5th, 2003. Peaks at number 32 on the charts from a certified gold shortly thereafter. Nice. It was written by Liz Fair and co-written and produced by songwriting group The Matrix, who we right. mentioned kind of did. Yep. Almost the same song with Complicated. Yeah. I which guess. is a great song, too. Yeah. Like, I was like, I was like, oh, this... This sounds like this is what Avril Lavigne was influenced by. Yeah, yeah. I think she was around. I think she came out. She was not. She definitely does not predate Liz Fair. Okay. Who like had a really cool, really like garage rock sound yeah. in I the nineties. With she had this album Exile and Gaiva, which is like pretty legend. She's not as edgy looking though. No, no, that's no, no, what no. did it for Avril Lavigne. She she kind of had like the more darker. Yeah. She wasn't like a scene girl. She had like I guess what was like the punk rock kind of skater girl. She was she was definitely in in the, she was yeah skater girl. But exactly. she wasn't a scene queen. No no, 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 no. And like Liz Fair was more of a leftover from the nineties. Yeah, which yeah. is like yeah, that's what I'm getting. Yeah, that's yeah. What I'm getting, yeah. So like she just didn't hit as big. But actually, that's like why she wrote this song. Right. She wrote this song in an attempt to attract more listeners, uh, saying, "Quote: My hope was that someone would hear the song in the gym." And buy the record, and then start buying my buying my albums, and sort of have an awa- have an awakening. That's yeah. I mean, I I I like that. Yeah, it kind of it's amazing. It's like that's that's the reason why. I mean, this song is what what turned me on to her, and I listened to the, her record that Exile and Guyville. I was like, this is really cool, yeah. and it's a record that like I put on every now and then, and yeah. I'm always like, oh, it's pretty cool. So yeah. she did a good job. I like it. Yeah, yeah I like it. She did great with this song. Yeah. Um, it does it does is does the idea of like making a piece of music to make that's more palatable work out usually for people. I think so. Someone said something really profound the other day where they were talking about how the music and the music industry is now the marketing material. Oh, it's no, it's not the product. It's the marketing material. That makes sense. And that she was kind of doing that. I'm going to write this song as like a marketing so that people can go and then go look at my other stuff that I actually care about. And now it's kind of like, I got to write music so I can sell shirts or whatever. Shirts or lifestyle or my jewelry or a fucking sports drink. That's fucked up. Yeah. At least they could record their drums as well as they used to. (laughs) These drums sound fucking awesome, I know, they're cool, they're cool. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so this song was featured in 13 Going on 30. You fuck with that movie? Is that the one with Jamie Lee Curtis? No, 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 no. That's That's Freaky Freaky Friday. Friday. It was a similar concept. Okay, okay, okay. This is more of a time... Not time loop, but a time travel as opposed to a body swap. Gotcha. This is the one with Jennifer Garner. Oh, yes. And Mark Ruffalo. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I didn't know Mark Ruffalo's been around that long. Yeah. Damn. He's been around since that? Since 03? Yeah, yeah. yeah. 03? 13 going on 30. So you've seen this movie. You like it? Yeah, I mean, I, I I've seen it for sure, uh, but I, again, I was yeah. you know like twelve years old. We straight up watched it like two weeks ago. Oh, I think. Sick. Yeah, and this song came on. That's why I was like, we got to do this song. It's a good the song's song, fucking great. Man. Yeah, it's a good song. You're man. a rom com guy. You and Tatiana watch. She watch them. loves. She's a big rom-coms, fan. Loves them. Yeah, I I like a good rom com. Yeah. I will say I'm not gonna watch it, and then she'll start it, and then oh, I'll, jo- I'll join twenty minutes. Later. Yeah, I have like we have like a word for that type of movie in this house. We call them low stakes movies. It is low stakes. where it's kind yeah. of like you know if we want to if we want to watch like Interstellar, it feels dumb to like work on my expenses, right? And right, have that right. movie in the background right, right. or just like chilling. But if we put on like 
you can do something 13 going on 30 yeah, it's yeah. like yeah or the proposal yeah yeah proposal yeah <laughs> love is blind yeah ex- oh nice <laughs> it's a good it's a pretty good show you like uh, we watched the brazil one yeah i, yeah, I mean yeah. we like it it's, and it's like you said it's low stakes like i can sit there and do other stuff while i'm listening yeah and it's and which maybe the song is a bit low stakes yeah you know yeah, I, have, yeah, yeah. I have like a funny personal story about this song i remember my first ever gig i was playing at the red light cafe which i think still exists yeah yeah um over by local Luna, yeah. great air, great name, which is now no longer there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there's a joke for the ATL people. I know. Great neighborhood, um, and was playing at Red Light Cafe, and I remember like I had the song stuck in my head, and I like mentioned it outside, and every single person in my band, and the sound guy, and the doorman just started singing it, and everybody was like right on. Yeah, and it was one of those like this song is just it's got a thing. Yeah, I mean one. When you said I would know it, obviously I believed you. But then when that I knew it before the chorus, even I was like, "Oh man!" It's just the way the chords set up. I didn't know any of the verse. Yeah, I couldn't tell you that the chorus was coming. But for some reason, like the way the chords set up, yeah. I immediately knew the song. Well, it does a cool move where like you we're not really used to hearing choruses start on minor chords mm. unless the verse starts on a minor chord. Interesting. Right? So it's, it's, so that move is like very unusual for popular music. That is interesting. Like, why can't I? It's just a whole like minor section. Yeah, it's interesting. And it's, it's really neat. It's like a pretty unusual. So good job by the Matrix. <laughs> I know. They, uh, I, I thought I had a joke there, but I don't. You got nothing on the Matrix? No, got nothing. All right. So the, the main like audio questions i want to ask you are like this is a full band production yeah there's space for every instrument every instrument sounds totally souped up how the fuck do they do that i can hear drums bass guitar two or three electric guitars a weird affected guitar Mm -hmm. a great sounding acoustic guitar and Mm -hmm. vocals and there's just like space for all of that shit yeah i feel like this was the time in it was like the space between 90s recordings that were really organic and then leading us into like the mid 2000s where things got really overproduced yeah yeah we're like you named all those things but now add like 10 synthesizer tracks add a kick add a clap yeah add a bass drop add an 808 add you know it's they like started playing around a bit more with yeah just like, like this was kind of like it. the transition of like okay we're gonna add some things but not that many things so things still kind of have a place and it just wouldn't even do the song justice to have even like all that stuff in it but I think um, what's really characteristic about this song is nothing I feel like is doubled. Um, oh. Everything is its own. Even the two guitar parts, yeah, yeah, they're, they're stacked. They're panned really well. But they're, and they're panned really well, but they're, the performance isn't exact. Yeah, yeah. There, it's like definitely like two dudes playing or the same guy playing it slightly different, like mm-hmm. how like when you listen to an ACDC song no, that's or what, Guns N' Roses, it's it's slightly different yeah, on both and it, sides. And it's kind of like, we talked about this before, but the concept of like a chorus, which is that like two things that are slightly different will actually sound much bigger than right. the same thing doubled right. or exactly. whatever. Exactly. So that's cool. Yeah, I didn't notice that. And it's like, yeah, there's the one, it's like one acoustic guitar. Damn, I need to start there's listening the one to that effect shit. And then they had like the cool little delay on her vocal. It was yeah. just one delay. That's it was a, way out to the right and that, then way out to the left. That was so classic when I heard that one. I was like, this just sounds like a fucking Blink-182 effect. Freaking ballsy tonight, panning that tonight. shit way out. Yeah, too. yeah. I, I, I wouldn't have done it. I would have put it right down the middle. I To pan that out, that's, yeah. I was like, wow, gutsy call that was the on sa- the telephone. That was the sound back then. Cause, I know. You know why? Because we were all had been listening to the American online dial-up sound. Right, and we like wanted that in our mixes. I, know. <laughs> I met, uh, I did a tour one time. Um, we opened for this guy and he, his drummer was the drummer who played on this track. 
um, fucking weird guy, man. <laughs> <laughs> like you could tell he was like one of those like old school LA guys right. who like just really d- dipped into the into the water a bit too many times in the 60s and 70s. Right. But like really, really weird. He wasn't like drumming with his sunglasses on or anything. He right? 100% was. That's like, <laughs> it's, it's hilarious that you said that because that's exactly what happened. Sunglasses on would like would like talk about like how he used to rage really hard and now and like he would always like drink a diet coke really fast right after oh. sound check. <laughs> Great uh. drummer though. An amazing performance on the song. Yeah. Shout it was, out. It was, it was the diet coke. <laughs> it was all the aspartame and that shit. Yeah, exactly. Best YouTube comment goes to James Del Rey who writes, quote, For some reason, this is the song that plays in my head when I'm drunk. I get it. Yeah, (laughs) I get it too. I'm like, if you think about uh, when you get drunk and you think about not breathing, you probably need to drink less. This is a drunk anthem. Yeah, I think so because you get to yell it. Yeah, that's yeah. Maybe that should be. You're right. Season six is songs to sing when you're drunk. I like that. Oh, oh. Thanks so much for joining us. We've had a great time on this season. We got a few more tracks left, including the Shania Twain one we keep talking about, but not doing. Um. Please rate and review the podcast, spread it around like herpes. Tell people that this is what you listen to. And when they're like, what do you listen to? You should be like, listen to this. Five stars. I'm a five-star podcast. (laughs) 